Patrick Mahomes' magical performance got them into the next round against the Cincinnati Bengals. What can he not do is the big question. And what does this game mean for his historical reference to all the other greats, some that lost this weekend? And we're going to tell you what the contributors that you didn't hear about were really helping with that game so they can move on to the next round. There's a lot to hear today. Welcome to Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Hey, Chris, we're back, folks. Thanks for making us your first listen. It is a Tuesday. We're recording this at a normal time, so we're not up super late. And it is all about what goes on with the Patrick Mahomes and how they got to this next round. We appreciate all of your help and a big day for this team and for this fan base. Thanks for listening to us today. We are first listen. Make your second listen to another Locked On show. We would appreciate that. This is a topic that for those of you who don't know us, uh, we cover honestly, all the time because of the greatness that Patrick Mahomes has. I'm Ryan Tracy. I'm the founder of Rogue Analytics, and I I do metrics based on athleticism and how they pertain to the game. You can see me over on RGR Football, my media company as well. This is Chris Clark, who sets me straight on all the things that I don't necessarily know. Historical, the cap, everything. A lot of you are new today. Welcome to the show. Chris, this is is hard to fathom. And and last night, as we went to post-game, it was a little bit overwhelming to tell you the truth about how much went on, but just that last two minute period alone is, is the magic that we always talk about with Mahomes. Absolutely. And you look at the last two minute period and overtime, he threw for close to 190 yards in that last two minutes and overtime. He had himself basically a good game uh, in the playoffs in the last two minutes and overtime. Phenomenal, phenomenal game from him. Uh, phenomenal game from this Kansas city team. And there's a lot to talk about when we talk about historical significance when it comes to Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, we're going to get to the comparisons to the greats here coming up in a little bit. But for this game, it's kind of sad that right now it's it's yes, it's a great win. Everybody's very excited. But for the accolades, for the quarterback himself, for what Patrick Mahomes has been able to do, 75 percent completion percentage last night for nearly 400 yards and three touchdowns with an incredible playoff passer rating of 123. That is nearly unheard of. And unfortunately, because of his past performances, we're almost to the point where it doesn't register. It is now truly more about the team in terms of the eyes of the whole country than it is just about how miraculous this player can play when he raises his level. And he absolutely raises level tonight. And we are going to talk about this later in the show, but I do want to mention this. I think this is an underrated element of Patrick Mahomes and not enough people are talking about when it gets to the playoffs, he plays an under an over my dead body type game every single time. <laughs> Even the game against the Tampa Bay Bucks, where they lost in the Super Bowl, he played an over my dead body game. Uh, the line did not allow him to do what he needed to do in that game. But last night, he showed up in ways that only Patrick Mahomes can. Some of the throws he made were just absolutely ridiculous, and people are going to be talking about that game and the way he played in that game for a very long time. Now, one that stands out to me, and it's not in the last couple of minutes, um, that was such a drive that was incredible, but that was felt, quite honestly, when all the pressure was on, that Mahomes just kind of centered himself. It felt a little bit more meticulous to me. Did it strike you as any kind of, he has to rally the troops? It looked like it was all bought in. Everybody understood what they were doing. He and Travis Kelsey were on another level in terms of their cooperation and understanding this just seems to be the natural level that they're going to when they have to this season. 
I think you're absolutely correct. And then you also look at it and you say, okay, so this is his best level or this is what we're seeing. He keeps getting better in playoff games. Uh, remember a couple of years ago, 24 down 24 points didn't phase him. He came into that game. They scored 28 points in what, 10 minutes. Uh, and he has just repeatedly done this over and over and over again, where he goes into games and just takes them over. And specifically last night in the last part of that game, him and Travis Kelsey ad-libbed a play and I screenshotted it. And I showed this on Twitter. <laughs> if you haven't followed locked on chiefs, go check it out. Patrick Mahomes is throwing the ball the second Travis Kelsey hits his break. It's an ad-libbed route. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know where each other is going to be, but he hits him right on the money in stride, allows Kelsey to go down the field and get in position to uh, be able to kick that field goal. And the thing I loved about that as well is is if you watch that clip, the full clip, uh, you can find it anywhere. Creed Humphrey, Andrew Wiley, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, all of them are calling for timeouts immediately. <laughs> Everybody's got to be on the same page. That shows that the team, not just the quarterback, is aware of the situational impressiveness that has to happen as soon as that play is over. It has to be immediate. And that, uh, I think, is a plus, and, and kudos to the coaching staff for that. Those pass plays, particularly the, the one late to Kelsey as well, was just about timing, repetition, that they have their connection. The one that really floored me, and it's my favorite throw of the night. I want to cover it here before we move on to the historical significance of this game. It is the sidearm throw underneath the outstretched arms of Greg Rousseau, a player that has really been coming on for the Buffalo Bills. And very coincidentally, in their first meeting in back uh, week five, he actually intercepted a pass just like that, that Mahomes had a bad day. This is one of those things that such a sluggish start to this season. It was part of that game. Rousseau reached up, picked it off that first time. Now Patrick's aware of it and dips it down to his shortstop days, puts it right underneath his armpit, right to the receiver. Not a problem. It's the adaptation that really throws me that when you talk about magic with this particular quarterback, it isn't the classic quarterback traits. It is what he is able to adapt to and do on the fly that makes him so special. You're absolutely correct. And, you know, you take it a step further. It wasn't just that throw. I mean, there was another one, the touchdown to Byron Pringle. Phenomenal throw. I mean, he, you know, bootlegged out, had two guys coming down on him. And to just get the throw off and be able to perfectly place it, because he had to place it between Byron Pringle and the defender coming the other direction. And it was the perfect catch. Perfect ball. I, I don't use the word perfect very well, but very often, but I think I have to agree with you. It, there is a number of things that he can do that just no one else can do. And that leads us to where that is in terms of the postseason in its entirety for the, the history of this league. We're going to get to that in a second. But Bet Online wants to wish you that new happy betting year. And they can continue to match through these playoffs all the way on to the Super Bowl and beyond to anything else that you want to put some action on. Bet Online's the number one spot for all your sports wagering action in 2022. The new year, the new website is all set up and ready to go, and you receive a 50% bonus on top of your deposit when you use our code Locked On at Bet Online. From football to basketball, March Madness will come around, I'm sure. All the uh, extra sports that are not necessarily mainstream, the UFCs and all those things, it all takes place after this season is over and after this Super Bowl that we are on a steady run to right now. So make sure that you check them out. That's Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, that's where the game starts. The game starts, and then it goes a step beyond. And 
I put this out last night on Twitter. You can you can check me over at Ryan Tracy NFL. It's all one word, folks. And it was a reaction to a new list that put Patrick in the company of two particular quarterbacks, Tom Brady and Joe Montana. In in the postseason era, it's the three of them. Peyton Manning is a step below. A number of other quality quarterbacks are a step below. And it just hit me late last night that in doing that, despite all the wins and all the crazy throws and everything else, when you take a look at him as a quarterback through the lens of the postseason, that tells you, and my quote, I'm sure uh, Patriots fans aren't that happy with me, but that's okay. They'll they'll live. Um, I said, two of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game and Tom Brady. And that's how I feel about it. It's to this point now that because of his early season, early career success, that is, in the first few seasons, Patrick Mahomes is being mentioned and will continue to be amongst the greats and the greatest that is Joe Montana, just for my opinion, folks. Um, and it's it's not going to go away. Season to season to season, he has consistently been able to, to have this output. And I see his career in very few other places than leading and ending with him on top. I can't argue with you. Uh, you look at what he has been able to do. He is leading. Uh, I think he's the only quarterback or one. Of, he's tied. I think he has five uh, games where he has a QB percentage of over 120 in his career. Uh, in the playoffs and is tied for first and he's in year four. Yeah. Uh, Josh Allen has three. <laughs> so don't get me wrong. Josh Allen played very well. Uh, nothing mm-hmm. to take away from him. He's got three. Patrick Mahomes has five. He's leading Tom Brady. He's leading guys like that. And he's in year four. They played 10 playoff games. It is just absolutely insane what he is doing. I do want to throw this out there. He has 3,100 passing yards in the playoffs. He's played 10 postseason games, and he has 3,100 yards. He's averaging 300 yards a game in the playoffs, and he threw for over 300 yards against supposedly the best defense in the NFL last night. It's impressive in a way that it makes the conversation more difficult as people start to say, you know, where is he in the hierarchy of playoff quarterbacks he has a chance to really climb here in the rest of this postseason if, if they're able to continue to to string a win or two together here um you'd love to see two if you're in chief's kingdom <laughs> i know what you guys are thinking but just that fact that there's a possibility i think really says that it's not just patrick yes he, he all these things that we've said all day today about how special he is are absolutely true but i do want to say that there is an aspect to his game that I don't think would be the same had he not landed in Kansas City with Andy Reid. I completely agree. And the same could be said for Josh Allen. Uh, phenomenal situations for both of them. And I also will say, when you start talking historical significance, Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill both have an opportunity to be in the top five this season uh, in postseason career uh, yards, rece- you know, reception yards. They both have the ability to be in the top five. All time. It's crazy. Number one and, is and, Jerry Rice, and I think Tyree Kill could actually catch him if he plays long enough and he plays with Mahomes long enough. And historically, it puts you in, in the conversation of other, you know, trios, like the Dallas trio of the Aikman days and those kind of things. It is getting to that point. And if my, I don't think any one of the three would be quite the same without the other two, but that's the nature of being in, in a trifecta. No, you're absolutely right. And Mahomes has the ability to pass Troy Aikman on the career, on the um, playoff yardage goal if he has two fantastic games. 
this postseason. So he's wow. already in a position where he could pass Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman is 12. Mahomes technically could get to 11. I don't think it happens uh, because he'd have to throw to close to 400 yards per game in the next two weeks, which is possible, uh, but that's asking a lot. Let's hope that he doesn't have to. <laughs> that's where that, I'm That too, yeah, absolutely. But to get to 12, you're talking about what? Uh, a combined, what, 680s? Is, is that what it is? Yeah, somewhere around there. 700, a little over 700, I think. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, he can get there. Uh, if he does, if he does a game like this, but again, you hope that 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 he doesn't have to do a game like that. Yeah. But he absolutely he, took a game over. That's that's the whole point is he took that game over when he had the opportunity to go out there. And the thing that really sticks out to me when you start talking about Patrick Mahomes is that lots of different people were talking about this today. If you watched Josh Allen score that touchdown, the Bills thought they won that game. Mm-hmm. And the whole reason I say that is because if you saw Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. All he does is go pick up a football and start throwing it. Doesn't act like anything's changed at all. Goes back to what he does and has that cool, calm, collected. Nothing ever phased him, and that is why Kansas City was able to win that game. Yeah, it's the expectation of success that he then just has to forge into reality. He has that, you know, kind of at his fingertips. It's taken a lot this season, and he's needed a lot of help. There are other contributors to this team, and in this particular game that we haven't heralded enough, we're going to get to some of them and kind of take a look at who played what role and how we see that going forward as well. First, I want to tell you, Chiefs fans, uh, an incredible app that all of you have to have. I use it. It's always at the fingertips and it makes your life a whole lot easier and you get money back with it. It's called get upside and you can find it at any app store, no matter what kind of device you use. And you are making 25 cents back on every gallon of gas that you purchase. And you track through this application. You just have to use our promo code touchdown. And then you get that continual refund, 25 cents per gallon back every time you put one and track it in the application. And for right now you get an additional 25 cents back on your first tank. So that's 50 cents off every gallon of gas that you put in your tank for this first time. If you use our code touchdown with the get upside app, it's super easy. You start making your uh, tracking of your gas purchases and you can pay yourself back. However you like with a bank account or an Amazon card or even PayPal, whatever you like, all you have to do is to get upside app and then you can get 50 cents back per gallon on your first tank of 25 cents. After that, using our code touchdown on the get upside app. (laughs) <laughs> there's so there's so many players that contributed to this game. We talked about the leading guys on the defense last night uh, in Legereus Sneed, uh, in Warden. Uh, I, I think in terms of impact, we saw a ton from Melvin Ingram. I do want to shout him out. I was surprised. The first thing that stood out to me when we took a look at it, the grades and the actual participation, Willie Gay played 42 snaps. That was more than just watching in real time that you really got a feel for. But I think that was key in allowing them to have the most athletic linebacker they have on the field to try and combat um, the, the surprisingly elusiveness that you actually saw from Josh Allen, a little bit more than what we've seen from him before, where it's, it's a little more straight line. I thought he was actually turning corners, making moves a little bit better than normal last night. And it takes Willie Gay to kind of counteract that when you have a running quarterback of that size. Absolutely does. And you saw Josh Allen run over Shavarius Ward. Uh, corners have to be willing to tackle, and Ward was. I just want to point that out because I thought that was a great play by Ward to stick his head in there. And the Chiefs corners all do that every single time. Uh, one of the guys I want to throw out there, uh, we talked about a little bit last night, Tommy Townsend, the holder, getting that 
getting that ball down at the very end of the game, that that hold was inside or that snap was inside, really tough to do, and he got it done, and that's why they were able to kick the field goal to win. Uh, he was a guy that I thought really played a good game with his punts. Talked about that a little bit. Offensively, McCall Hardman, we haven't talked about that much at all. And his contributions, yes, the touchdown was great, but his ability to, to slow play that route in, in overtime and sell it and be able to get out and just get right out of bounds. Doesn't matter. You don't have to, you know, try to score a touchdown on every play. And he took what was there and it worked out for him. You know, and McColl had some good things to say about this, about how special that particular play and that game was. And and he talked about adversity and how when they got smacked, and to quote him, we got smacked right in the face and we dealt with it. And I thought he was a great example of that. It also goes back to what Patrick Mahomes himself had to say about the fact that that's a game he will never forget because of not just his performance, but the whole competition, the whole team having to come together in order to get that done. McCole Hardman, I think, also paved the way for what we saw here on Monday is that the Chiefs are letting go of uh, Josh Gordon. They're, they may bring him back to the practice squad. That is a, an idea. It's not set in stone at this point. We'll see if that actually happens on the report. They also got Colin Saunders back. A little bit of a bolster to the defensive line here coming up against the Cincinnati Bengals. We'll start talking about them on Wednesday. But as you look at the other players that made the impact, we mentioned Mike Dana had a couple of nice rushes. I think it's a little under the, the radar. We gave him a little credit, but I don't think anybody realized that Frank Clark actually led the team in pressures last night. Not only setting the edge, which we know is, is a skill that he has and they actually rely on quite heavily, but to be able to produce pressure, he, Chris Jones, Melvin Ingram, came together for 14 pressures of the 18 that they got on Allen for the night. And I think this is another example of Frank Clark rounding into form in the postseason, <laughs> beleaguered all season long for not getting there earlier. But we've seen him do this in the past. It worked in 19 and really sparked that defense to settle down and be able to get that championship under their belts. Yeah, Frank Clark played fantastic last night. I was really impressed by what I saw from him. Another guy I want to throw out there, uh, we talked about Jerron Reed a little bit last night, but I thought he played a phenomenal game. PFF agrees he was the number three uh, person when it came to their grades in the game. Melvin Ingram was one, Patrick Mahomes two, Jerron Reed three. Another guy that I don't think we talked about, Orlando Brown had a sneaky good game. Yes, he mm -hmm. gave up a little bit of pressure, but he did his job. He did exactly what they needed him to do, and you didn't see pressure coming from that side of the line very often. So that is all you can ask of your left tackle. And, uh, you know, I think that he's actually going to have a much better time going up against Trey Hendrickson this week than he had going against this Buffalo Bills front. Uh, in my opinion, I think that he is playing at a very high level and that is going to help this Chiefs team going forward. Yeah, and they need to continue to lock that down. The right side struggled a little bit. Five pressures for Wiley, six for Trey Smith. They're going to see more stunts on that side this coming week. And so if Orlando can continue to improve that against Hendrickson in particular, but overall, I think you're getting to the point now where you're seeing this offensive line become what we had hoped that it would be. Obviously, the right tackle is, is still a question mark because of, of all the injuries over there. Yeah, and I just want to point out the Bills have a much better defensive line than the Bengals do. So I think that also plays into this going forward is the Buffalo Bills – Defensive line is fantastic. They have a lot of different pieces that they can throw at you, and they have been playing very well all season. So I think that this could be a very good uh, test of what they have the ability to do because they're going to absolutely need it if they get to the Super Bowl against the Rams. Yeah. 
Uh, last guy that, that I just want to mention too, Joe Tooney didn't grade out according to PFF that great. You know, I'm not going to worry about it. He had a little bit of, of trouble in the run game. But Joe Tooney has been the anchor, not only when Orlando got hurt, but the whole way in just being probably the most consistent lineman on this roster that provides the foundation for Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill to do the special things that they do. And I don't think he gets enough credit overall. I would agree with that. I think that he played a very good game. I, the line, for the most part, played a good game. Mahomes wasn't under pressure, and when you, we've talked about it before. When you can keep the interior clean, he is going to be able to move around. And I thought that was huge last night, especially early on. You know, you look at the rest of the game. There's other guys you could throw in there. Tank, uh, I thought Wharton had some good rushes that which really helped Kansas City uh, at times. Uh, you know, you look at players that don't get enough credit because they don't show up in the stat sheet. Demarcus Robinson's one of them. He was downfield blocking multiple different times, and that helps spring plays. You have to have wide receivers that are willing to do that, and Kansas City definitely does. And they're the better for it. They're going to need all hands on deck this coming week in what is now set up to be a revenge game in the conference championship. Luckily at home, not that it helped them last time against the Cincinnati Bengals. We'll start looking at that game with Matt tomorrow, as well as getting the updates from the team uh, in any of the injury cases. No word on, on Tyron Matthew yet. That will be tomorrow as well. Wednesday, and then Thursday, we'll get your crossover. Friday, we will have you ready to go for that contest against the Bengals. I'm looking forward to it. It's been fun. couple of 48 hours here. We're going to keep at it. We appreciate you guys for making us your first listen. Thanks for listening to us today, and we'll be back with you. 